Welcome to Tairat Imecha Nachyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Pamela Rifka Simonson, and today we will be studying Divrei Hayam in Beis Paraklamat Aleph, Chapter 31. After the celebration of Pesach and the rejoicing for another seven days in Yerushalayim, when all this was finished, all of Yisrael that were found were present in the cities of Yehuda went out. They broke the monuments and cut the Asherim. They shattered the high places and the altars from all Yehuda and Binyamin and in Ephraim and Manasseh to completion. They're destroying items of idolatry. And as Matsuda's David says, they do this until they have completed destroying and ruining it all. All the children of Yisrael returned, each person to his possession, to their cities. The destruction of idolatrous items here takes place in Yehuda, but also in the northern kingdom, as it says Ephraim and Manasseh. Malbim comments that the king of the northern kingdom, Hoshea, had nullified all worship of the calves. Therefore, his people could do this in the cities of Yisrael. Translating with Matsuda's David into woven, Chizkiyahu established the divisions, the watches, of the Koyhanim and the Leviim. He established each one over his watch according to his service in which he was obligated. The Koyhanim to offer the burnt offering and the peace offerings, and the Leviim to serve in the matter of song, to give thanks and to praise in the gates of camps of Hashem, meaning the Beis HaMikdash. Posuk 3 tells us that the king, Chizkiyahu, gave a portion of his possession for the daily morning and evening burnt offerings, and for the burnt offerings for Shabbos's new moons and festivals. All these sacrifices are Torah commandments. They need to be funded from communal money. The king funded all of these communal sacrifices from his own property. Malbim explains that this portion of the king that he used to pay for the communal sacrifices was actually gifts that were given to him by the people. Him using them to pay for the communal sacrifices made them like communal funds, as they were from the people originally. Which in Yechezkel it says that the Nasi in the times of Mashiach will do, pay for the communal sacrifices from his portion that he has received from the community. Posuk 4, Vayomer la'om la'yoshve Yerushalayim, la'seis menos ha'koyhanim v'halavim. He told the people, the inhabitants of Yerushalayim, to give the portion of the Kohanim and the Levim. Matsuras David says this was Truma and Misa. Hashem, in order that they be strong in the Torah of Hashem. Continuing with Matsuras David, when they are not busy with earning a livelihood, they will be strong in the matter of the service that is incumbent upon them. Malbim says the king was commanding that the Misa and Truma that is, the portion of the Koyhanim and the Levim, should only be given to the Koyhanim who are busying themselves with Torah. 
not to a kohen who doesn't study Torah. Posuk 5, the Chifreitz Hadavar, when the matter erupted, says Malbim that many kohanim and Leviim were busy with Torah, that Yisrael was required to support them financially. Herbu v'nei Yisrael reishis dogon tiroish v'yitzhar udavash, v'chol tevuas sodeh, umaser hakol l'arayv heviu. The children of Yisrael gave in abundance the first of the grain, wine, oil and honey and all the produce of the field and the tithe of everything they brought in abundance. Malbim explains not only did they give the first of the grain, wine and oil as is obligated by the Torah, they added and they also brought from the rest of the produce of the field and they also tithed everything they had. And they brought everything in abundance. The enthusiasm and generosity goes even further, as we see from Pesukim 6 to 10. The children of Yisrael and Yehudah, living in the cities of Yehudah, also gave the Levim and Kaihanim miser from the cattle and sheep. And they tithed the Kodoshim, holy things which are sanctified to Hashem. Malbim says before they set them aside as sanctified, they took miser from them. This was not something they were obligated to tithe. Kadoshim are exempt from tithing. So they brought all the produce and gave heaps and heaps. In the third month, they began heaping up the piles. Malbim says this was the time of the start of the harvest. This lay the foundation of the heaps from Bikurim, first fruits that they brought. And in the seventh month, they finished the heaps. Malbim says this is the end of the harvest season. They completed the heaps with Trumus and Mysras. Chizkiyahu and the officers came and saw the heaps. Vayavarchu es Hashem ve'es amoy Yisrael. They blessed Hashem and his people Yisrael. There's such enthusiasm in Yehudah. It's incredible. They blessed Hashem for inspiring the people to bring so much, says Matsudas David. When the king saw the heaps, he inquired of the Kaihanim and the Levim. As Malbim explains, Perhaps they weren't coming to collect their gifts because they weren't busying themselves with Torah and the temple service. And so all this produce is left over. Or perhaps not enough was being given to them to satisfy them. Azariahu, who is called Hakohen Harosh, the head priest, who Malbim explains is not the same position as the Kohen Gadol, high priest. So Azariahu, the head priest, answers the king that from the beginning of the bringing of the truma to the Beis HaMikdash, they have eaten and been satisfied and left over in abundance because Hashem has blessed his people. This was the surplus. This great amount was what was left over. So, Posuk 11, Chizkiyahu orders lehochin l'shochis beveis Hashem to prepare chambers in the Beis HaMikdash, as Ralbag specifies, in order to place the gifts for the Koyhanim and the Levim in them. And they are prepared. The Truma, the Maiser, the Kadoshim, which Metsudas David says were Trumas and Maiseris that were given from things that are not required by Torah law, these were all brought to the storage chambers, it says in Posuk 12, Be'emunah, faithfully. Overseeing this were Kanan Yahu the Levi, as the leader, and Shim'i, his brother, as second in command. Posuk 13 lists the names of those who worked as officials under Konanyahu and his brother Shim'i by Chizkiyahu's command, says Radak. And Azariyahu, who we mentioned earlier, was in charge of the Beis Hamikdash. 
Ralbag gives insight into more roles described in the following Pesachim, that Kairi, the son of Yimna the Levi, Kairi the Levi, who was the gatekeeper on the east of the Besamekdash, was in charge of guarding the free will offerings to Hashem, meaning offerings people volunteered to give for the upkeep of the Besamekdash. And Kairi was also in charge of dividing up the Trumas Hashem v'kodshe hakodoshim, offerings to Hashem and the most holy things for the Kaihanim, like the sin offering and the guilt offering, and Aden and Minyomin and Yeshua and Shemayahu and Amariyahu and Shchanyahu were in charge in the cities of the Kaihanim, that they would give portions faithfully to their brothers, portioning out the gifts equally between them. Malbim says that the Levim mentioned in earlier Pesachim were in charge of receiving Kodoshim, Trumas and Maisras in Yerushalayim, and Kairi was in charge of portioning the Truma and Kodshe HaKodoshim in the cities of the Kohanim and the Levim. Aden and Minyomin were under him, secondary to Kairi, and were in charge in the cities of the Kohanim to apportion out for the Kohanim and Levim who didn't come for service in the Beis Hamikdash. They were in the cities and received their portion from Kairi and those under him. When Kaihanim came to serve in the Beis Amikdash, according to their shifts, they would receive their portion there through Konan Yahu and Shimi and those serving under them. They didn't receive from Kairi, but they took their portion, according to their shifts, from Konan Yahu, who was in charge in Yerushalayim. And this included their sons who came with them when they came for service in the Beis Hamikdash. The Kaihanim and the Levim, who would come for their shift in the Beis Hamikdash, would bring their sons, aged three years and over, with them to learn next to their father. And even though the children weren't old enough to serve, the Kohanim would be given portions for their young sons also. Chizkiyahu ensured that the lineage and divisions of Kohanim and Leviim were ascertained. Chizkiyahu is exceptional. Praised for his all-round approach, as testified to in Posuk 20, where it says, Vayas Hatoiv, Vahayoshar, Vahoemes, Lifne Hashem Elokov. He did what was good, right, and true before Hashem, his God. Malbim says the good refers to mitzvahs between man and God. Yoshar, right, refers to mitzvahs between people. And Emes, true, is his beliefs and ways of thinking. Pasuk 21. And in every deed that he started, in the service of the Besamikdash and in the Torah and in the commandments, to seek his God, he did it with all his heart and he was successful. Explains Malbim. Because he performed in all of these aspects with all his heart, without any deviation, he was successful and received heavenly help in all his deeds. To master all areas, relationship with Hashem, interpersonal relationships and beliefs and ways of thinking is incredible. Chizkiyahu is exemplary in his interpersonal and ritual deeds as well as in his beliefs and ways of thinking. The way we think is so powerful. Developing our hashkafa, our perspective on the world, to be deeply rooted in Torah only, 
and training our mind to think in ways that lead to more refined character traits, more deliberate decisions and more connection with Hashem as we go through our daily movements are a bedrock in spiritual pursuit. Thank you for studying together. Lelui Nishmas, Rose Foreman, Rachel Rachelbas Arielib and Rachel Zeitlin, Rachelbas Schleimer.